everyone. I'm Mike McGuire. I'm Joe Aguinaldo. And boy, what a day. If you are like me and you're trying to wean yourself off the caffeine, that made tonight's edition of Monday Night Raw all that more challenging for you. (laughs) This is Tuesday Morning Cooked. It's the Sunday night's main event, Monday Night Raw Review. We bring it to you each and every week. And once again, the fallout from WWE's Elimination Chamber means that we are here to talk about all the grandiosity, all the spectacularness that is the kickoff to the road to WrestleMania, as it was, in fact, an auto raw edition of well the Monday Night Staple. Thank you very much. Well done. Thank you. Do you like my uh, my senator's colored uh, slide I put up tonight? It was good. It's uh, good. And and you know what? You can even look it up. I actually use the exact color codes the Sens use. Wow, look at you with the style sheets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got all that shiz figured out. But yeah, it was a show, man. But uh I don't know. Maybe maybe I've been spoiled this weekend. I mean, Elimination Chamber was a ton of fun. And then my Friday night was crazy, which I'm sure people are already tired of hearing about, but I'm gonna say it again. It was the second edition, official edition of Dungeon Wrestling. Second uh, Victoria Pavilion edition in Calgary, which was unbelievable. So much fun. I sent you some some clips. And yep. your, your exact words to me were. They, they reminded me of the old Stampede days. Yeah. Like that. It like, I mean, it like, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Huh. When I was looking at that, I'm like, wow, I'm back in the 80s listening to like Ed Whalen and, you know, like watching Dynamite Kid versus Bret Hart type deal. Like it had a yeah. look to it. It was amazing. And the cool thing is like it's properly lit now, which is neat. Right. Um, you got some chucklehead on commentary. That's me. Uh, <laughs> along with a couple other guys now. And, and we're all just kind of feeling each other out, getting used to it. But they were great. Uh, shout out to my boys, Dimitri and Mitch. And uh, yeah, we were just we were just sitting there in awe of this is what we get to do. This is literally what we get to do is is call Hart Family Promoted Wrestling in the Victoria Pavilion Dungeon Wrestling, and friggin' Ross Hart brought back the World Mid Heavyweight Championship title. Oh wow! This, this is the belt that Dynamite has held, that uh, Davy Boy has held, that I'm pretty sure Brett had it. I'm not sure, but. Did Owen have it or was that the North American? Owen had the North American for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, anyway, this one, this one goes way back. Like, cause the pavilion opened in like 1950 and 1951 stampede wrestling came in. Right. And so it's like, kabuya, here's this belt. And it's funny. Cause you know me, I'm, I'm one of those replica belt nerds. I'm all like, oh, yeah, look at these great belts. And And this belt is just it's it's small, like it's a smaller belt, right? It weighs more than any replica belt I own, minus maybe the million dollar belt. Wow. Those little plates that are on it, I swear, are solid iron with with gold plating on top. Wow. But yeah, even just to to be in the midst of that and uh, yeah, got to catch up with Nick Aldis, as you heard on the main show. I did. That was a very good interview. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, he's actually on his way to Australia as we speak. Uh, what else? I don't know, dude. Spent a lot of time. Actually, you know what? There was a wrestler on the roster. I'm not going to out who it was. But there was someone that stayed in Calgary an extra day. 
Right. So he was like, yeah, dude, let's let's do a thing. And well, you know what? It'll be on the show soon enough. So you'll find out. But anyway, he was going to be staying in town for an extra day. I don't know if the flight was just cheaper to stay the extra night or whatever, but it just made sense for him to do so. So I was there. Uh, I had just gotten a room and whatever, and I was heading back up here to Edmonton where I am now. So I called him up and I was like, yeah, dude, you want to do an interview and then hang out for a bit? And it's like, sure. So I go up to his hotel, pick him up. And he's like, this is going to sound really weird, but, uh, do you think we could go visit Owen's gravesite? And I was like, wow, I've, I've never done that. I've done a lot of things. I've, I've gone to the house numerous times, like the hard house. Right. But I never went to Owen's gravesite, and and I don't know why. I just always felt like it was kind of a, you know, it's it's a personal thing, right? So, anyway, uh, we went, and we weren't touristy about it or nothing. Like, you know, it was it was a moment to pay respects, and so right. we paid our respects. But that's something that I I think gets overlooked maybe sometimes is that you know, yeah, he's here too, you know. And so that was kind of neat. And then I took him up to the house and we, we marked out like nerds and <laughs> took pictures in front of the plaque that still says hard house to this day. Cause it's a, I think it's a historic landmark now, so they can't tear it down or anything, but um, yeah, we'll see anyway. Wow. Yeah. So that was the, uh, the weekend. Basically I haven't left this place that I'm staying in Edmonton now for two days. I went out and got food and that's about it. <laughs> I slept like a just like a lazy ass dog the last couple days here. And like I said, I'm trying to wean the caffeine. Not evident by right now because again, I want to get through this show with you. But uh yeah, it's been nice to just kind of kick back and relax and not have to drive for six hours at a time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been uh, you've been on the go for a bit, like the last, you know, whatever, two, three weeks. Yeah, I got one more trip. I gotta go down to uh Wellwyn one more time. So we'll be doing Oof. this again from yeah, which from here is like 12 hours away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you can bet how much I'm looking forward to that. So you got like 24 hours of driving ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's going to be special because I'm going to I'm staying here for a couple weeks. And then if something doesn't happen um, within that couple weeks, I'm going back to Wellman for a few weeks uh, just to kind of reset everything. But um, yeah, it's it's good, dude. It's all good. Things are moving. Things are shaking. I'm very happy. Uh, to have made this decision. I am officially moved to Alberta, even though none of my stuff is here now. I right. made it, I made it Facebook official. So, <laughs> well, if it's on Facebook, it's official. It's gotta be true. It's gotta <laughs> be true. Let's get into the shapes of the earth later. Anyways, uh, let's talk about Joe. I got nothing, man. Really? Yeah. I just sat here and shot my face off for 10 minutes and <laughs> All right. Well, I had a uh, I had a rough week at work. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it because I, to be honest with you, I'm actually very angry about it. This and is definitely not the place to talk about it. Then, yeah, not the place. Not to talk the about internet. It, so. Not the internet. So, <laughs> trust me. Ask me how I know. Sometime, just not right now. Okay. So that sucks. Um, I I don't know, man. Like you, what's been going on? You, you. I did talk to you one night. You were barbecuing. I think. Did that yeah, so I, I did that tonight, actually. Yeah. See, here's the one thing I forgot about coming back to Edmonton. What's that? We got four days of minus 24 highs coming up. Ugh. 
Now, fortunately, in Edmonton, that's not as bad as Saskatchewan because Saskatchewan comes with that stupid friggin' wind. Right, right, right. But this is like, it's still minus 24, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, anything below like minus 15, that's that's starting to get down there. So, yeah, so looking forward to that. But how is yeah. it where you are as we talk about the weather on a wrestling podcast? Uh, we're at a balmy minus one right now. Wow, shit. <laughs> Tarps and I, off and then. I, and I think on Wednesday we're supposed to get down like all the way to minus three or four. So all right. <laughs> all right. You know, I don't cuss often on these things, but don't be a dick about it, all right? Holy. Anyway. Uh, oh, you know what? Speaking mm. of speaking of the which I'm talking about movies that were, you know, we would like to see and maybe one day talk about. I, I really have to check out Cocaine Bear. I really gotta what is up with that? I don't know. I yeah, thought that see, I thought that was a joke. No, it's a it's a thing. Apparently, it's a thing. That's a real so, movie. It's a real movie. We oh gotta go God. see it, man. Were, were we supposed to watch Knock at the Cabin? We were yeah, gonna do that. That's the other one we got to do too. Yeah, I I don't know. They didn't advertise Cocaine Bear on Raw, did they? Yes, they did. Really? They, they did on the uh, on the. Like on, the, on the on the on the TV feed, right? Yeah, yeah, on the TV. Like, because mm-hmm. I actually tweeted about that last week when I saw the commercial, and I'm like, "Is cocaine bear a thing?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, it's a thing." And apparently, it's based off a real story. So I'm like, "What?" Oh my god! <laughs> so, so <laughs> I think we might have to check that one out. <laughs> you know, I might even just fly to Toronto, or you can fly out here, and we'll go to the theater together just to watch it. <laughs> It's only a cross-country flight. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? I, I, I did that once. I did a day trip to Calgary. That was a mistake. I should have stayed the night. Was it for a woman? No, it was for work. So oh, at, at the time, like here, here was the thing, because here's my, here my rationale. Um, I had done it. I'd done a day trip to Montreal, which is like a 45-minute flight, right? So I'm thinking, right. oh, yeah, I'll just do a day. I'll do a day trip to Calgary. No problem, right? Because I had to do some, I had some employees there that that I managed, so I had to do an employee review. Oh, okay. So I I, I flew out like my flight was at six, so I was like, I realized once I got to the airport that this was a massive mistake. <laughs> so, anyways, well, yeah, because so, it's like a three hour flight, isn't it? It was a, four hour. Yeah, it's about four hours. Yeah, it's four long, hours. The, the long and short of it was I, I left my house at four and I got home at like one, like four in the morning. And then I got home at 1 a.m. the next day. It was, that was And most of that was in the air. So, And, and you know what's funniest <laughs> is that the company is like, hey, Joe, thanks for saving us that 80 bucks on a Motel 6 room. <laughs> you really did us a solid. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, I Again, I didn't even think about it till I got on the plane. And I'm like, why am I doing a day trip? This is ridiculous. Actually, this so. is interesting. I just saw this story today. And I don't know. I mean, this is obviously forecasting way into the future. Okay. But. It's funny, um, the CBC is looking to uh, get off of traditional broadcasting, like traditional airwaves and stuff, and just go all digital. Wow. Like radio and everything. Like, I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, I don't know. There was a story that first came out that says, from the Globe and Mail, that said that that's what they're looking to do eventually. And I mean, that makes sense, like decades 
Um, but then there's another story that says from the CBC, it says that CBC won't abandon TV radio audiences as it charts digital path over next decades. See that, that to me makes a bit more sense. Cause I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of like TV broadcasters now they're, they're not going to get away from traditional TV just yet because as big as streaming is as big as, you know, all that stuff is the fastest way to get to advertisers is still through traditional television. Now, again, that's dropping. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think they're at that point yet where you can just completely, you know, get rid of the wire, so to speak. Well, apparently the BBC is doing something like this going digital only by 2030. Yeah, that and, and that's the thing that time that timeline that makes a ton of sense. Well, um, and they, they have they have something that Canada's never going to have just based on the way we're set up right now, like and cheap the, cheap digital, yeah, <laughs> cheap yeah, internet, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called ubiquity and broadband. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's no way Canada's ever going to have that 100 percent, unless nope. unless the Borg come and invade. And like literally transform every square mile of this country because there's just there's just too much space. So I don't know. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I remember going to Illinois visiting some cousins, and they had Wi-Fi all over the place, man. And we're not even yeah. talking Chicago. We're talking a suburb where you could walk into the park, and they had like Wi-Fi going. It's like wow. Yeah, just go yeah. to the park Wi-Fi. Uh, what else can we talk about? Oh, I do have to say this. I did check out Hitman's Bar. Okay, how was it? Uh, well, I posted the photos up on the SNME Radio Facebook on Friday when I like honestly, I didn't even go to my hotel. I literally drove for six hours and then went straight to the Cowboys Casino because that's where the <laughs> Hitman's Bar is. And I went there, and they're like, "Oh, you're in the show tomorrow." I said, "Yes, sir." I'm calm. Things like, "Well, here's a sharpshooter on the house," and I haven't had an alcoholic drink in probably a couple of years now. Okay. And, and not for any other reason. I just I just don't, you know, I just don't ah, think that I'm, often. Yeah, dude, and, I'm with and, you, man. Yeah. And, it's, and by the way, helpful fact, if anybody ever tells you that the question isn't to say, why not? Never ask that question. But I'm just saying it because I wanted you to know that everything's OK. So I had this sharpshooter. It's this this pink little fruity lemonade ish sort of drink. And it's so good. So good. And then I had uh after the show on Saturday night, I had the blue blazer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I wanted to say too. But as I got this blue blazer, like it looks great. And I'm, I'm totally into the fruity drinks. Like give me something yeah, yeah. Like colorful and sugary ish and everything. I mean, I got to watch the, the sugar spikes and everything, but right, right. at that point I didn't care. I just commentated for four hours. I was like, give me anything that's liquid. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I had this blue blazer and I just bought one like, because they do the one thing that I'll never understand in, in serving booze, salted rim. Oh, the salted rim, no straw either. So you're supposed to like Ugh. go with the salted rim. And I was like, oh, super bitter. <laughs> but I will say this um, for any of you diehard Hitman fans out there. It's pretty dope. Uh, some of his WCW belts are there. His WWF, one of his WWF titles is there, um, like the world title. And they have a, a it's called Cremini um, WCW Championship. So it's it's a replica, but I'm sure it's one that he had made for his victory, or maybe they ordered it for the bar. I don't know. But that's there. One of his Heart Foundation jackets is there. Um, 
don't know. There's a bunch of cool stuff in there. So if you're a Bret Hart fan and the photos, dude, the photos are everywhere. And it's everything from his friggin' from his friggin', uh, you know, all his world championship wins to like like him in college, just looking like a dork, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so that's that. So, you know, what? Right next, next time you have to fly out to Calgary for whatever reason, you let your boy know and we're going to Hitman's. And it won't be a day trip. Mention that. Damn right, it won't. Because I'm going to pump you full of sharpshooters and blue blazers, and then we'll see how the night goes. <laughs> see, like, like you mentioned, you haven't had a drink in years, right? Yeah, I well, think like can't say that anymore. But yeah, <laughs> like the last time I actually went drinking for real was uh, I want to say 2008. Oh, okay, and then and then prior to that, it was like 1999. Like I don't oh, wow. drink at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not much of a drinker. So I totally get what you're talking about. Yeah. No, I spend all my money on action figures. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spend all my money on music gear. So <laughs> and, and and moving, apparently, <laughs> and not having a fixed address right now, which is so weird, but kind of cool. Um, you know, I mean, I've got a place where my mail's going, obviously, but uh, yeah. Yes, but but otherwise, you're from parts unknown. I am parte anune, baby. <laughs> Smile, small island off of Costa Rica, as Chris Jericho explained in the uh, Ultimate Warrior DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Um, not that we haven't been talking all week, but you know, it's just nice to do this. I enjoy this. Yeah, this is literally I, the highlight of my week every week. Oh, me, me too. And plus, I live vicariously through you uh, at you know doing your stuff with heart with dungeon wrestling. So, and I live vicariously through you having a stable life and a family that loves you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's in no way sad at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, buddy. What do you say? Should we go on a trip? Yes, let's go on a trip. We are headed to Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. That little word in the middle that sometimes people forget to say when they're from, oh, the United States <laughs> or, or anywhere that's broadcasting out of Canada that's not already a Canadian broadcaster, i.e. the CBC. But nevertheless, we are in Ottawa. We are coming to you from the uh, Canadian Tire Center, is it? Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, the capacity was 8,171. According to the WrestleTix Twitter account, they had uh, 7,836 tickets out. Only a few tickets not sold or resold. So that's pretty good. Way to go, Canada. And Joe takes us into the start of Ottawa. All right, so right at the top of the show, they do a recap of uh, the Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns match. Roman Reigns match from uh, from Elimination Chamber. Um, Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves intro the show, and out comes Sami Zayn to a muchly huge ovation. Muchly, muchly huge. Yes, no, muchly huge. Yeah. Welcome to Tuesday Morning Cooked, where grammar is optional. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, Sammy gets in the ring um, and he he milks that crowd reaction for a bit. Uh, he gets on the mic. He says, uh, I'm feeling a lot of feelings right now. And he says, one of the feelings that comes to mind is gratitude. Who was it? Somebody on the uh, the Facebook page says they're waiting for him to say feeling oozy. <laughs> oh, <God>, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I would have popped for it. I would have popped for it. 
he says the ovations I've been given these past couple of days uh, and the ovation now, you have no idea what that means. Thank you. Uh, and that leads to a huge you deserve it chant. He says that after coming so close to putting down, uh, putting a bow on a storybook ending and coming up short, I've, I'm feeling guilt. I feel like I've let people down. Uh, everybody told me to finish the story and I feel like I didn't. But after the past couple of days, I realize now that around here, the story is never over. However, we are entering the final chapter, uh, and this chapter is not just about me. There's one person I need to talk to more than anybody else. And he calls out Kevin Owens, and he says, I would love if you would come out here right now. By the way, it was Bob Kapoor that uh, gave the shout-out to Feeling Uzi. There you go. All right. right. Let's continue. Good old old Bob. (laughs) Good old Bob. (laughs) All right, so Kevin Kevin Owens comes out to a not-so-muchly huge ovation, but huge enough. Um, Sammy gets on the mic. He says, there's so many things I want to say, but now I don't know what to say. He says, I want to say thank you. I'm sorry, but I think we're past the point of words and things got a little messy. There's a lot of things I said, a lot of things you said, and I don't even know if there's any coming back. He says for months, there's one thing you cared about, and that was taking down the bloodline. Now I have a mission. I want to make sure if it's the last thing I do, I will not rest until Roman Reigns and the bloodline come crumbling down. You couldn't do it alone. I couldn't do it alone. But I do think there's only one way to get it done, and that's if we do it together. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on. Hold that thought for a second. So Kevin Owens gets on the mic. He says, I don't need an apology or your gratitude. Saturday had nothing to do with you. I saved you for my family. At the Royal Rumble, they had to watch me get the hell beaten out of me while you stood there and watch it happen. I did it for your family so they wouldn't have to watch you get the hell beaten out of you like my family did. I've been fighting the bloodline for months on my own, and as far as I'm concerned, that's fine, and that's the way I'm going to keep fighting them. I still mean everything I said in November. I told you I was done with you, and that stands today. But hey, guess what? If you need help taking down the bloodline, just ask your buddy Jay. Ooh, that's exactly what the crowd said, too. Yeah. Um, Bob came back during this and he says, you know, I'm not normally a big fan of promos and guys whining about their broken friendships, i.e. Bucks and Hangman Page. (laughs) But he says this one with Sammy and KO actually felt real. I could go with that because, you know what, bringing up the whole family thing and everything that made sense. And his explanation made sense. Why he came out at the end made sense, too. Yep. Yeah, so I, I didn't mind this at all, really. Little did I realize it would be the night of a thousand promos. <laughs> yeah, and as, as the guy that had to note them out, oh, my God. Oh, so... I'm so sorry, Joe. <laughs> no, it's all good. Actually, coming back to that promo real quick, though, again, the one thing I liked about like the KO thing was that like they're going to work this storyline, and I'm I'm all for it. Like I, I, I love where this is going. Well, yeah, I like that it's not just the old snap the finger in and yeah. we're good guy, bad we're best guy friends. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, Corey and KP run down the show. We have uh, Edge versus Austin Theory tonight for the U.S. title. Uh, we have Ding Dong Hello with uh, Damage Control as the guests. Seth Rollins versus The Miz and Cody Rhodes is on uh, Raw tonight. Uh, we see Sammy leaving the ringside area and he gets attacked by Baron Corbin as we go to break. Yeah, and it was a weird go to break too. Like it's just all of a sudden we just faded out. We're in break yep. while Baron Corbin is attacking Sammy. Anyway, we come back and they're still scrapping. 
Yep. So back from break, uh, Corbin makes his way down to the ring as Sammy is being helped by the officials. Now it sounds like they got Corbin in mid promo and he's talking to Sammy saying that uh, he doesn't want to hear about Sammy's insecurities and you don't deserve to be in the same ring as Roman. Corbin says that he was the last person to be Roman Reigns and he called it. He said that Roman was going to embarrass you and destroy you in front of your friends and family. He says, your story is over. You've embarrassed yourself, your hometown, all of Canada. And it's all, it's all because you're a complete and utter failure. Now, Adam, Adam Pierce is up there and he kind of looks at Sam and he goes, go to the ring. So Sammy runs to the ring. Yay. And he spears Corbin and knocks him out of the ring. Suddenly there's a ref there and he rings the bell and I guess we have a match. So, Well, first of all, Sammy went all like stone cold slash. I don't know who threw really wild punches in the last few years. But yeah, he was like just like speed bagging Corbin for a couple yeah. minutes there. And it was yeah. like, it was like, okay, I can buy Sammy Zane being aggressive. I can buy Sammy Zane being a great technical wrestler. I don't know if I'm totally sold on tough guy Sammy Zane yet, but no, no. here we are. <laughs> so here we all are. Right, anyways, uh, let's see. So the ref rings the bell and we have a match. Uh, Sammy Zane versus Baron Corbin. Um, Sammy throws Corbin into the announce table in the ring post early. Uh, Corbin avoids a halluva kick and gets a backbreaker for a two count as we go to break. Seven, segment three, back from break. Uh, Sammy breaks out of a backbreaker and he gets a spinning DDT for a two count. Corbin gets a deep six for a two count, but eventually uh, Sammy gets a halluva kick out of nowhere for the pin and the win. <laughs> I would love that to be the new thing. Haluva kick out of nowhere. The kick, the kick that requires the most setup other than like HBK's sweet chin music. <laughs> okay. So not bad. I mean, it filled some time. It gave Sammy some, some shine, got him a win, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You, you know what? Like, I mean, this show was kind of a, like I, I mentioned this on the board. I, this felt like a reset getting you know getting us ready for the build to wrestlemania so there was a lot of stuff in the show where i was kind of like oh god like hurry up <laughs> right yeah so we have uh we have some comments on that match nothing really really great here jay lambier says uh get sammy getting the recovery win from corbin yeah that makes sense uh i like this though uh tommy lang what's up tommy Says Sammy on Raw, Ripley and Dom on SmackDown. Put the hot stars on both shows. Simple concept, but brilliant. That yeah. does that does make sense. Yep. See how long they do it for. Um. All right. So next up, they show a recap of Judgment Day versus the Great Couple from Elimination Chamber. Uh, they hype up Edge versus Theory, and then we see Rhea and Dom backstage getting ready for the, their exclusive interview which is coming up next as we go to break. Okay. I got to throw a flag on all of this. Okay. Right off the hop <laughs> because WWE has done this to themselves this time. Okay. We were surprised to see both Usos at elimination chamber, which means they've obviously done the paperwork to get back into Canada. So good for them. Isn't Dominic a hardened criminal right now? Doesn't he have a record? <laughs> How the hell are we letting these hooligans, <laughs> these outlaws, these criminals, these Dominic Mysterios, if you will, into our country without 
any so much as a, a quick background check. Because let's face it, the guy's the guy's a hardened criminal. He's very hardened criminal. Very hardened criminal. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to throw that out there. But now let's please continue. All right. So segment four. Hang on a sec. Let me compose myself here. All right. Segment four. Back from break. We have Rhea Ripley backstage interview with Byron Saxton. Dom is also with them. Uh, Byron asks uh, about what happened at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, Rhea basically says that she's no longer about the Elimination Chamber that, and that she's fully focused on WrestleMania. Now, Byron goes to ask another question about Elimination Chamber, but Dom interrupts and says, Mommy doesn't want to talk about Edge and Beth Phoenix. Now, keep asking your stupid questions and you're going to find out what I did to people who talked too much when I was in lockup. See, he's even admitting it. <laughs> he's even admitting it. Like there, there's, there hasn't even been a rehabilitation period yet. You gotta All do. Right. You know what, Canadian Border Services, you gotta. You know what? No, I don't want to have any trouble. So you guys do a great job. Never mind. <laughs> I want to travel again. <laughs> so Byron asks Rhea uh, how she responds to Charlotte's comments about teaching Rhea a lesson three years ago and putting her in her place this year. Rhea says that the reason she wants to talk, uh, the, the, the reason that Charlotte wants to talk about what happened three years ago is because she refuses to believe that I am the best bloody woman in WWE. If Charlotte Flair wants to put me in my place at WrestleMania, then good, because my place is standing on top of her crumbled queendom when I walk out the new SmackDown Women's Champion. That was a great line. It I love everything yes. about it. But when are we getting back to wrestling? <laughs> no, not quite yet. <laughs> okay, so, all right, second. Although I, I gotta say the the line of crumble queendom that is actually very difficult to say. I was impressed that she pulled that off. <laughs> I was impressed you read it out. That was good. But it, it is um, a it is a great line. It is. It's it's awesome. Like you know, I love I love, I love imagery like that. There. Yeah, I love okay, imagery yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, then Byron says, what can we expect on Friday when you go face-to-face with Charlotte? And Rhea says, you'll have to watch, and both she and Dom leave. Okay. Next up, we see a recap of uh, the Logan uh, Logan Paul atta- attack on Seth Rollins during the EC match. We also see a recap of Austin Theory's press conference after Elimination Chamber, um, you know, doing an open challenge and Edge accepting. All right, next up, are we going to wrestling? No, we're going to Kathy Kelly with Austin Theory in the back. Yay, talking. (laughs) And she asks Austin, how are you feeling about your title defense tonight against Edge? Uh, He says that uh, I stepped up in the ring with five of the best in the WWE, including Seth freaking Rollins, and I put them down just like I said I would. Now, what's bothering me, though, is that the headline doesn't say Austin is the now and the forever. It says that John Cena is coming back to Monday Night Raw next week. Uh, He says that I have a U.S. Open challenge that's been accepted by Edge. I get to beat a Hall of Famer in his home country, crappy Canada. And after I continue my forever reign to WrestleMania and my legacy will stand over everyone because this title I will never lose. How's that for a headline? Wow. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, like... I I like Austin Theory, but it's getting that okay. We move forward with your character, please. Well, they're they're going to in two weeks, but the thing is, is that 
I think if this is even anywhere else in the show, I wouldn't mind it, but we've already just had so much talk. Yeah. It's just like, you know, hit me with some action, then come back to people bragging. So, yeah. Actually, if I, if, if I may, that was my exact complaint about uh, AEW Dynamite last week. Yeah, I know. Way, way, way too many promos back to back to back. So, yeah. All right. So now out comes Dolph Ziggler and we have Ziggler versus uh, Mustafa Ali coming up next as we go to break. Um, segment five, they show a clip from last week of Dolph and Ali, um, I guess, talking backstage. Um, and Ali, Ali dropping to- the the do I got to train, say my prayers and eat my vitamins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> so Ali comes to the ring and we have a, the match starts. Uh, Dolph goes through some early pin attempts right away uh, at the beginning, um, and he gets some offense early. Uh, he does get a, a DDT for a pin attempt, but um, the ending of the match sees Dolph Ziggler going for a famouser, but Ali counters, and he gets a crucifix for the pin and the win. I don't think I've match. ever seen anybody duck out of the famouser before. Yeah, it was it was like what he did was he kind of went for a handstand, and yeah. then he popped back up. It was actually really cool. Yeah, it was kind of neat. So uh, I, I'm not against it. I just <laughs> make these guys a tag team already. Like, because that's where this is going, right? Like, that's that's got to be where this is going. This is what they do when they got two guys. They they have them fight each other a few times. And they're like, you're better than I thought you were. So let's go tag up and, and become a mid-card tag team. Oh, well, I guess you got to watch the show, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So after the match, Ali is mocking Ziggler as we go backstage to Kathy Kelly, who is with uh, Maurice. More talking. All right. So Maurice, Maurice gives Miz an anniversary present, uh, and he's going to announce it on Miz TV next week. Yeah. Hot take here from one uh, Joe Aguinaldo on the board says that uh, Kathy Kelly was especially annoying during this interview segment with the Miz. Big time. So <laughs> anyways, like he, here's the thing. I, I get that you, you're supposed to ask questions, but she just kept going and going. And it was like, all right, like just stop. <laughs> I know it's wrestling, but please just stop. Anyways, um, Kathy Kelly tries to ask Miz about uh, the match tonight with Seth. And she just keeps going and she keeps going. So finally, um, you know, the uh, Kathy Kelly mentions that um, you have a match with Seth and, you know, how do you feel after back-to-back defeats from Rick Boogs? Seth, uh, Miss says that Seth got a little too big for his big red boots like that. He says that uh, I'm glad that Seth was taken down by my former pro- protege, Logan Paul. I, I molded him, i.e. Logan Paul, into who he is today. So you could say that I cost Seth Rollins his U.S. championship. Could you though? Could you really? Uh, sure. It's wrestling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we see Cody backstage, and he's uh, he's up next as we go to break. All right. I was I ready? was wondering. Hold on. I uh, was wondering if he was gonna really cheap out and flip everything to the night for Canadian Nightmare, and I'm glad he didn't. I am too, actually, <laughs> because that to me would be the ultimate pandering. And and don't get me wrong, we're Canadians; we would eat it up. And somebody did that with their sign in the crowd. And then somebody said, "You know, Cody is Roman's nigtmare." 
they, they forgot the H in nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> what's up Ontario public schooling. <laughs> Way to go. I, I love those signs. I really do. Anyway, please continue. Okay, segment six, Cody comes out, uh, and before he can start his promo, Paul Heyman uh, appears on screen and interrupts. He is apparently backstage somewhere. <laughs> with, uh, with, hold on, with both championship title belts. And? With a neck brace. Thank you. <laughs> with a lavalier mic clipped onto it. <laughs> <laughs> with his roots showing in his skullet. And clearly hasn't shaved in at least three or four days. So please continue. Okay. So Paul, as you said, has the aforementioned neck brace and he says, I was mauled. I think he meant to say by a Kodiak because he said Kodiak or something like well, that. Yeah, I know a Kodiak. Okay. Kevin Owens. He was calling Kevin Owens. Oh, a gotcha. Kodiak. Right. Yeah. I was mauled by a Kodiak and was subject to, to the the miserable healthcare system. <laughs> Which I'm gonna play nice here, but I'm mildly popped for. So, <laughs> and it's not a knock. If you work in healthcare, it's not a knock on you. But there, yeah, anyway, let's just yeah, continue. Let's, okay, no problem. He says, "What should have been a cel- celebratory weekend ended up a tragedy for the wise man." But the true tragedy of this story will befall you. Cody, you can't beat Roman Reigns. But let's say that you did. What will your life be like? Um, he goes on. I didn't note a lot of this out, but he, 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 noted, he went on about something along the lines of, you know, the phrase indentured servitude. And that basically uh, Roman Reigns has Paul Heyman. But if you defeat Roman, you won't have Paul Heyman with you. Um, he says, you know, what will your life be like? 200 days on the road defending the championship. 50 days a week doing red carpet and charity events, 30 days overseeing and promoting overseas, promoting the WWE, 20 days promoting PLEs. What are we up to 300 days now? Uh, He goes on to say that your brother Dustin said, when your father was on the road, he was never home. And when he was home, he was never home. Is that what you want for your family? Uh, At WrestleMania, your dreams are going to become your own personal nightmares. Now, I I missed this line. Okay, don't worry about it, because here's here's what basically happened. Okay. He then basically makes fun of the old, don't worry about it. Roman Reigns will be there to keep your wife warm at night. And he says he's not going to do that, because Roman Reigns is a happily married man. (laughs) And And then this neck braced unshaven root showing Paul Hamaniest of Hamans says but I'm not <laughs> like okay and Cody starts like you know Codying up or whatever he's starting to get yeah, he starts he starts seething for sure yeah okay look at <laughs> it's Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns Paul Heyman and Brandy Rhodes the last humans on earth <laughs> okay Cody Rhodes if he wins the battle he must lead the tribe of of the last humans on earth he must do the hunting he must do the the, the whatevering okay that leaves Paul Heyman and Brandy Rhodes together I don't care what happens there is no way Cody Rhodes believes for a second that Brandy's gonna hook up with Paul <laughs> <laughs> If if any, you know what this would be, if anything, this would be the new cast of Seinfeld. 
Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And Heyman would be George Costanza. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that makes Roman. So he's never. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it. Uh, I'm, I'm on my islands of uh, my island of relevance here, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, Cody. Cody. Yeah, so, <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul. Whoa! <laughs> what are you like there? Whoa! Whoa! Oh God! I don't want to yell too loud because it's like 10 o'clock at night here and there's sweets around me and everything, but just, just imagine a Jerry Seinfeld woe for the woeing of, uh, yeah, let's, uh, there you go. So anyways, Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld's in the ring and he's with adrenaline in my soul. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Cody's in the ring. He's seething around a little bit. And he said, he says, Roman Reigns is great. Uh, and he says, Roman, do not send this man again. We haven't come face to face, but it will be soon. You are without a doubt the greatest WWE undisputed universal champion in the history of the company, but as it, it doesn't change a damn thing. I have to finish the story. I beat you at WrestleMania. And he drops the mic. And that's the end of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we see a recap of Oscar winning the Elimination Chamber match. Um, and we have Asuka versus Nikki Cross coming up next. And um, before they go to break, though, they show the Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, WrestleMania goes to Hollywood vignette. I first wanted to hate this thing. Okay. Because I thought it was a little silly. They're doing the, the Joker thing, right? From yeah, yeah. Uh, the Joaquin from- Phoenix movie. And he's dancing yeah. down the stairs. And then Becky, for some reason, comes in as Christian Bale, Batman. And that's fine. That's fine. You know what I loved about it? And I even used it in the main show. What's that? That music. That music they've used for him dancing down the stairs with like, yeah, the, with like the we will rock you drums, but then the whoa. I'm like, I really enjoyed the music. I don't know why, but it's it's cool. It's, catchy. It's, it's, it's a, fun. It's got a good yeah. underlay, you know, like it's it's a fun little bit of business there. So anyway, I enjoyed that immensely. The <laughs> the only thing that makes the Becky part really savable is when she does the whole, you know, I got to go back to the man cave, <laughs> but not that line, not that line. It's when Seth then goes, well, she is the man. And then you hear Becky off in the distance. Like I'm the man. <laughs> I'm the man. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. So I'm just picturing I'm the whiz. I'm the oh, whiz. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm awesome. <laughs> oh God. Uh, anyway, so yeah, no, I, I, what do you think of that thing in that trailer though? I, you know what? Same, same thing. I, I didn't, I didn't want to like it, but I can't help it. It's actually pretty good. I like it. So like, yeah. you know, when, when she, when he, um, when, when he, when he says like, Hey, what's with the voice? And she's like, what's with the face paints? And she's <laughs> yeah. like, it, it, it exfoliates. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, that's sure. <laughs> like, well, all right. to be fair. I mean, it does. It's very nice to, to have nice, uh, clear skin. Yes, when yes, you're, it does. When you're Seth Rollins, but yeah, <laughs> I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. This is a. You know what this is with all the Seinfeld references, and everything, and I think this kind of fits perfectly with what we saw tonight. This What's was that? this was the Raw about nothing. Oh, I like that a lot. The Raw about nothing. That's the title of this week's the, show, folks, as you've already seen. But it's the Raw about nothing. <laughs> Please continue. All right. So segment seven, we see Nikki cross sprinting to the ring. 
Um, and while she's sprinting, they recap the six women tag team match from last week. Oscar, by the way, is already in the ring. Um, now, as the bell rings, out comes Bianca. Um, Oscar gets control early in the match, hitting a bunch of knees. Nikki gets the advantage back, slamming Oscar in the ring apron as we go to break. Yeah. Segment yeah. eight, back from break. Asuka gets a German suplex for a pin attempt and hits a DDT off the ropes for another two count. Uh, Nikki gets a Falcon arrow. I think it was a Falcon arrow for a two count, but Oscar uh, gets the armbar submission uh, and Nikki verbally taps. Now, after the match, Bianca comes to the ring and they both point to the WrestleMania sign. Hey, got to get the point. And then Asuka has like the blue stuff coming out of her mouth and she's laughing at Bianca and Bianca, <laughs> Bianca looks kind of concerned. Well, yeah, because Asuka looked like she was about to barf on her. Like literally, she was like, <laughs> and then the blue stuff kind of oozed out of her mouth. Yeah, like it, it looked out. like she was choking or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. it was gross. Uh, okay, then we go backstage. More talky. Uh, Kathy Kelly is backstage with Carmella and she asks, have you given any thought about your road to WrestleMania? And Carmella says, nope, I haven't thought of a game plan yet since it's only been 48 hours since Elimination Chamber. Uh, but what I have thought about is Asuka, and I'm about to give a receipt to Asuka because uh, Mela is money. I didn't go through her entire promo. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. And then Carly sees, uh, Kathy sees Seth Rollins, so she runs over and she says, Seth, you seem to be in a good mood. Would you care to comment about Logan Paul? Seth says that Logan Paul has ruined his WrestleMania plans two times. And that uh, Logan may not be familiar with a certain side of me, but anyone who's gotten in my way knows that side too well. I'm going to find and hurt Logan Paul. But (laughs) since he's not here, Miz is the perfect surrogate for suffering. What a Uh, weird way to refer to somebody. I'm shocked that he knew the word surrogate. Um, He did just have a baby. (laughs) Oh, fair. I just, you know, it's like, hmm, I need someone to find some uh, surrogate suffering for me here. <laughs> Miz. It's got to yeah. be Miz. All right. Yeah. So Seth versus Miz is up next as we go to break. All right. So back, segment nine, back from break, we see a recap of Brock versus Bobby at the Elimination Chamber. And then we go backstage to MVP and he says, Brock, you're a coward. You couldn't escape the hurt lock. So you got yourself disqualified. Omos is issuing a challenge to face you at WrestleMania. Show up next week if you have the intestinal fortitude. Did not see that coming. Nope, did not. Not um, at all. I'm, I'm, no, not not at all. So, <laughs> um, Miz and Seth come out to the ring, and that leads to Miz versus Seth. Um, Seth goes after Miz early and sends Miz to the outside and slams him into the announce table. Roland hit, uh, Rollins hits a kick through the rope, sending Miz again into the announce table. And as they get back into the ring, Miz hits a low DDT for a two count as we go to break. Segment 10, back from break. Uh, Seth gets a clothesline on the Miz out of the corner, and he goes on offense. Miz gets this code breaker type move in the corner for a two count and a running knee for another pin attempt. But eventually, Seth hits a number of forearms, and then he hits a stomp. And then he hits another stomp. And then he hits another stomp, or he goes for another stomp, and then finally the ref stops the match, and <laughs> Seth wins due to a ref stoppage. <laughs> Reminds me of the uh, the Simpsons episode where uh, Homer is Krusty the Clown. Okay. And, like, their answer to the Hamburglar comes to a hamburger, you know, comes and steals the hamburgers. 
Right. And and Homer doesn't get it, so he just starts pummeling the hamburger. <laughs> and some kid goes, Stop, stop. He's already dead. He's just crying. It's it's all just just an act. Uh, that was so good. Okay, so uh, we go backstage, and Carmella is with Adam Pierce, and uh, he says something along the lines of that Oscar versus Carmella is official for next week. And then he gets a phone call, and it's Chelsea Green. So apparently, the talent relations has sent her to, I believe it was Illinois instead of Ottawa. And she's like, How are you going to fix it? And Adam's like, Oh, I, I'll have travel call you and figure it out. And like, reception's bad i'm in canada okay bye and he hangs up on her um next up <laughs> yeah i got nothing I you got didn't like nothing. that too much well it's just it, it's it's the same thing i mean yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. funny it's everything it's but, it's it's, uh, it's 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 time filler it's the show about nothing yeah. so um all right so then we see alpha academy and they're looking at themselves in the mirror uh, Gable is sort of, you know, uh, showing off his modeling skills. And then Bronson Reed comes in and says, is this how you prepare for a match? <laughs> Gable says that he's on a, he's on the cusp of a modeling career. And, and Bronson says, well, get ready to model a full body cast. And then Otis gets into Bronson's face and says, no one talks to master Chad Gable like that. Um, we see the ring crew setting up for the ding dong. Hello segment. As we go to break. Can I just say that I would actually enjoy seeing Bronson Reed notice if they did it like a serious match. Oh, dude. Me I think that'd be, that'd be awesome. Cause we've seen Otis in those big man matches before and he delivers. Yeah. And I mean, Bronson Reed is Bronson Reed. So yeah, this could be just, you know what? I'll put it one way. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So segment 11 back from break. It's ding dong. Hello with Dakota sky or Dakota Kai and EO sky. I.e. damage control. Yeah. So Bailey welcomes us to the show and she says, I could be sulking because I didn't get into the EC match like I deserve. But since today is family day in Canada, I decided to spend the day with my family damage control. She says, you know, I love you. These idiots don't love you the way I do. Uh, you're underappreciated. And I wanted to show everyone that uh, I wanted to show. I wanted everyone on the show to hear your beautiful voices. Um, she asked Dakota how it feels about being the greatest women's tag team champion of all time. Dakota says that we wouldn't be here without you guiding the way. And because of that, we get to dominate the division for over a hundred days. And then as she's going on, out comes Becky Lynch. Um, Becky says it's been nine full moons since you've defended the titles. You aren't going to sit on those titles in Costa mania. I think I want to take those titles. Um, Bailey says you and who? And Becky says, well, there's one person I was thinking of. And out comes Lee. Hold on. Oh. Where else better than in Ontario, Canada, the capital of our great nation, to have the stunning return of Lita. <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer, Lita. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Love me some Lita. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a report. I mean, take it for what you want, but there's a report that Trish was backstage. Oh, well. So I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. But what the heck, man? What the heck? I got nothing. All anyway, right. yeah. Okay. So um, B- Bailey uh, 
uh, <laughs> this is great. Bailey is like, if you come into the ring, you better use the door if you interrupt my show. Um, and then Bailey, they 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 come through the door. Bailey mentions that the last time they that Lita and Becky were in the ring together, they tried to end each other. Um, Lita says, "Hey, you know that's water under the table," and she says, "I wanted that fifth title run." And if I Did you actually say it, water under the table, maybe it was water under the bridge. I can't. Remember. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. So that, that might be me not knowing any pop culture. So keep that in mind. Uh, that's, not right. even, that's not even pop culture, dude. That's just a that's just a phrase, an old timey phrase. Fair enough. Anyway, um, whatever. <laughs> not. Yeah, important. So Lita says, I want that fifth title run. And if I can't get it against Becky, I like the idea. Or if I can't get it against Becky, I like the plan of walking into WrestleMania as tag team champs. And she actually formally challenges Dakota and EO for a title match. They're, they go back and forth, and it ends up that Bailey says, okay, they accept. Uh, and then Becky and Lita grab the belts from damage control, hold them up, throw them back at them. And then we see Byron Saxton in the back with Candice LeRae, and he asks if there's an update on your favorite wrestler, Mike, Johnny Gargano. You know, it's funny. I, I saw the comments coming up on the uh, the board about that, and I was like, you know, when he's wrestling, I don't mind. It's just anything else (laughs) when he's talking not anything else yeah okay so uh candace says johnny got banged up um and as she like before she can say anything more she sees nikki cross and uh nikki cross like she runs up to nikki cross and says hey can you you know you've been following me all this time can you please tell me why and nikki whispers something to candace and then runs away and then Candace says, yeah, Nikki said that all her friends are gone and she's alone. Sanity. <laughs> Eric Young's been signed. Where is he? Uh, we're waiting. Exactly. All right. So then Gable comes out with Otis uh, to the ring. And up next, we have Gable versus Bronson Reed as we go to break. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Segment 12, Gable versus Bronson Reed. Reed is showing a strength advantage early as he manhandles Gable during the first part of the match. Um, at one point, Gable gets an ankle lock as Bronson comes off the, the ropes and he knocks him down with a double axe handle. Uh, he gets a flying headbutt for a pin attempt, but Reed kicks out at one. Now, at this point, they show Maxine on the outside with Otis or Otis. Sorry. Um, no, he's still Otis, but in her mind, he's Otis. Yes. Okay. In Actually, my mind, he's Otis. In my mind, he's Otis. Okay, then you know what? From now he's, on, he's, he's Otis. He's Otis. Okay, good. He's Otis. Now, here's the thing, though. Gable does a German suplex and holds the bridge for a pin attempt. Holy on crap. Bronson, on Bronson Reed. Reed. That was amazing. Wow. Like, <laughs> talk about just bringing it all out in the first match. Holy God, was that something. Yeah. Um, so anyways, like Otis is talking to Maxine, Gable is trying to get his attention. Hey, Otis. Hey, yo, Otis. But this allows Bronson Reed, uh, to eventually get the tsunami on Gable for the pin and the win. And Tommy Lang brought this up too. Same thing that I brought up. Uh, what was it after last week's raw or somewhere talking about how he just literally just strides up the rope and just dives off immediately. Yep. Like there's no hesitation. There's no way it's like step, step, step. I'm flying. And I think that's what makes it the tsunami. I think that's the, the secret to making it look so cool. So yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I, again, that German suplex with the bridge though was sick, like so good. 
Um, all right. So we see Austin Theory backstage and we go to break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back from break. <laughs> Segment 13, Elias is in the ring. Uh, he basically says, you know, uh, who wants to walk with Elias at WrestleMania? There's got to be someone who wants to stand uh, on the grandest stage of them all. And out comes Bobby Lashley. Bobby who? Bobby Lashley. All right. All right. So he goes in the ring, hits a side slam, does the Bobby Lashley throw someone into the ring post because you have to do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. He gets a spear and the hurt lock for a submission, even though this wasn't a match. (laughs) (laughs) It is now. (laughs) So it's whatever Bobby wants it to be when he's got you in that thing. So Elias does tap. He throws him out of the ring and Bobby says, hey, everyone has a plan until I put that hurt lock on. I put Brock in the hurt lock and he panicked and had to resort to a low blow. Nobody in that locker room breaks the hurt lock. I won't be disrespected by anyone in the locker room. And if you disrespect me, I'm going to put you down. Uh, And then Kevin Patrick runs down the card for next week. He says that it's official Becky and Lita versus damage control for the WWE women's tag team championship. We have Candice LeRae versus Piper Niven. Uh, They they have a will Brock accept the Omos challenge. We've got Asuka versus Carmella, and then a special Miz TV where we find out what's in the envelope. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, so we we see Byron Saxon back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's uh, in the envelope, Joe? Uh, uh, you got me. I you think it's a... <laughs> <laughs> he says, this is awesome. Well, that would be pretty awesome. I wonder if he's because who's he feuding with right now? Uh, not Seth. Nobody, right? No. Here's my thought. All right. The Miz is the host of WrestleMania this year. Oh, I like that. Why else would he be so happy about it? It's in Hollywood. He'd be the star of the show. And that's when whoever comes to uh, upset him. Okay, that's fair. I like that. Yeah. Much like his game-winning uh, half-court shot that didn't count. It's still I mean, a nice NBA it's still All-Star a nice game. Shot. Oh, it was still a nice beautiful. Shot. And they say wrestling refs are crooked. I'm looking at you, NBA. <laughs> imagine if it. Imagine if it had counted, though. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> he'd be. He'd be. He'd be uh, using that for a while. It was so. on brand. On brand. All right. All right, so Byron Saxon is backstage with Edge, and he asks, "How you feeling?" Uh, you know, moments from the U.S. title match. Edge says that uh, Judgment Day is in the rear view and I can get back to my goals uh, that I set out when I returned from retirement. As soon as he says Judgment Day is in the rear view, you know Judgment Day is not in the rear view, right? Like, Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, Austin has – he says that Austin has physical, physical abilities to help shape the WWE for the next two decades, but does he have the mental – he says that, you know, with youth comes ignorance and I'm not going to be that guy, but with age comes wisdom and more than anyone in the locker room. I know all of this can be taken faster than I'm going to smack that stupid duck face off his overly manscaped head. <sighs> that was that was a mouthful to say, by the way. All right. He says that I haven't held a title in a while and that window is closing and I'm running out of time. And he mentions that his second match, I believe, in the WWE was in this this very arena. And he says that I haven't performed here in 18 years, and it would feel pretty good to win here and walk into Mania, the U.S. champion. If you 
hours later. Later. <laughs> 18 years later. I um, love Edge, but holy God, was this a long promo. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't I even a promo. It was a speech. It was yeah, just I, a soliloquy. I cut the hell out of that promo too. So, wow. <laughs> all right. So, Austin Theory comes to the ring, and Theory versus Edge is coming up next as we go to break. Uh, segment 14 back from break. We have a, a Black History Month uh, vignette. Um, and then. Did your comes... satellite feed cut out while they were doing that? You know what? Yeah, it did. Okay. <laughs> because, and I'm sure in the States it was fine, but here in Canada on the, uh, the Rogers feed, the satellite started glitching out and i thought of all the tasteless times to do a Bray I know, Wyatt. I know. <laughs> oh yeah that would have been the worst <laughs> no i think that was an actual technical difference oh it was it definitely was but you know when you see it you're like no 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 no, no. not on then board I'll, for this then uncle howdy comes out of nowhere and you're like that would have, that would have been horrible nope <laughs> nope that's the most we're talking about it <laughs> okay, so then out comes Edge, and we have Edge versus Austin Theory. Uh, early in the match, Edge drags Theory out of the ring and slams him face first on the outside. Uh, he gets a Russian leg sweep for a two count as we go to break. Segment 15, back from break. Uh, Edge is working the arm with an arm bar, but Theory fights out. Um, on the outside, Edge gets a backdrop on Theory and a flying clothesline, and he goes for a pin attempt when they get back into the ring, but Austin kicks out. Theory then goes for the eyes, and he gets on offense, hitting a fallaway slam for a two count. He gets a rolling drop kick for a two count, and we go to our next break. And ladies and gentlemen, we have hit... Oh, brothers and sisters and non-binary figures, it is time... <laughs> To look to whatever deity you believe in and give thanks and praise as we land on the final segment, number 16, of Monday Night All right, back from break. Austin has the advantage hitting stomps on Edge. Uh, Theory goes for a superplex, but Edge sends Austin to the canvas face first, and then he hits a cross body to the back uh, of Austin Theory. Uh, Edge gets a two count after a slam and hits a Liger bomb for another two count. Uh, and then he gets a cross face, but Theory eventually makes it to the ropes. Now, the ending of the match sees Edge hitting an impaler for two and setting up for a spear, but then Finn Balor comes out. Uh, he kind of causes a ref distraction. Finn kicks edge, and that allows Austin to get the A-Town down for the pin and the win. Can we talk about how great Finn Balor was in this? Because Finn then comes and immediately after Theory gets the win, dives into the ring like a madman. And I, I messaged you this as we were watching the show. I said, Finn has more friggin' energy than the whole show has had. <laughs> he does actually because he came in there and he is just rabid all over edge like this is probably the most exciting Finn has been in months and I'm not like pooping on him here but it's let's face it he hasn't been the most intense Finn Balor he hasn't been the most engaging intriguing Finn Balor to be honest with you you know the the most exciting thing he did was that one pay-per-view where he wore that weird Kanye mask out and then it was like okay Finn's almost becoming kind of like a, a useless sidekick here but this this was great 
Yeah, like he uh, like just to finish off what happened. So he comes in, he beats down Edge, and he actually hits two uh, coup de gras as we go off the air. I thought and, he hit three. Oh, was it? Th- I thought it was two. I'm but pretty anyways, sure it was he, three. He hit multiple coup de gras. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing because like when he came in, my initial thought was like, oh man, like what's going on here? Because it's Finn. Like you just lost. And to your point, I I agree. Like he's he's been somewhat of a like almost this weird, yeah, sidekick, right? Yeah. Like to the judgment day. So it was nice to see Finn aggressive and sort of, you know, being Finn Balor for lack of better description. So this was this was like this was like New Japan Finn almost. Like this yeah, was, yeah, exactly. Or, right. You know, Prince Devo, yeah. whatever you want to do. But like he was vicious and good. Because this makes it all the more exciting to me to to have this match between him and Edge. It may yeah, it, be it, amazing. Exactly. Like, and that's the thing. I want to see this Finn going up against Edge. Like, that makes more sense. Not sort of like funny, weird, funny Finn who makes these weird comments during like Judgment Day promos. <laughs> like, just yeah, it's not working. So hopefully, this is a good uh, the start of a rehabilitation for Finn Balor. Well, we'll see what happens here. I just got a uh, a message from uh, one Nick Aldis. Oh, right on. Yeah, saying uh, it was a pleasure to do the thing. Oh, he's talking about, uh, I don't know if I can say this on the air, so I'm going to wait and find out. But um, yeah, might be even more things happening in the world of Nick Aldis coming up soon. So See, and there you go. He broke something after you guys did an interview. Exactly. <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> Nick Aldis, you son of a sewer pipe. <laughs> He, he, he even made a joke about that during the interview. He said, like, yeah, when is this going on air? Okay, I'll break something afterwards. <laughs> oh, what a what a guy. A national treasure my ass. <laughs> Way to go, Nick. <laughs> uh, okay. Have we uh, have we done the, the raw now? Is it over? Is it uh, yeah, th- thankfully it's over. Okay, this, this is a tough show to watch. Well, we still made it in under an hour of the uh, review time, which we try and promise you every single week. You know, Joe and I will BS for twenty minutes, but we'll always try and give you raw in less than an hour, so you can get on with your life. So if you like us talking, great. If you don't, you can skip right past it and you can just get your raw review. But either way, we want to thank you for being here and listening for sure. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to message him right now. I want to know. Uh, we haven't. <laughs> And here you go, looking to break another story <laughs> after our interview. Ha ha. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Seriously, though, let me know when I can talk about this. Smiley face. There you go. So there's your late breaking news, friends. Uh, Nick Aldis once again being a jerk. No, this is this isn't as I'll go ahead and say now it's not as industry shattering as what the the first one was with the NWA <laughs> thing. But this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. So nice. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, that was raw. He's Joe. I'm Mike. We're tired. And uh, thank you. That son of I'm just so I'm, just, I'm, I'm like so shook. And the funny thing is, I didn't think of that until you said it. Until you said, "Here he is breaking another thing." And I'm like, "God, this is going to be your gimmick now with you and Nick." All this it has to be. It has to be. 
You want late, late breaking news from Sunday night's main event? Wait till I do the interview and then you'll find out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. You know, the more I get entrenched in wrestling, the more I'm I'm really enjoying myself here. <laughs> and Joe, I, I got to thank you, man, because you're you're my uh, you're my uh, big blue diamond at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> so put it on and I'll draw you like one of my French girls <laughs> the one pop culture reference Joe apparently gets ladies and gentlemen there it is right there oh god <laughs> have you seen that thing where somebody is deep faked Schwarzenegger's face onto, onto her yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at my boobies Jack <laughs> okay we gotta go everybody thank you for listening (laughs) see ya yourselves bye (laughs) look at them (laughs) 